Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. I am your host, Robin Alexis. And as a mother who birthed two sets of twins and then buried one from each set, I am very familiar with the shock of experiencing loss. Loss can present itself in many ways. It can be the loss of a baby, person, beloved pet, health, career, and more. But we all have to learn how to deal with loss. So how do each of us in our own unique ways cope with loss? This show is an opportunity for our guests to share with us the experience of what they lost and how they coped through it. If you would like to be a guest on Sharing Love and Loss, please email me, your host, Robin Alexis, at spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. That's spiritladyrobin at gmail.com. And to feel more safe contacting me about your personal story of love and loss, please learn more about me, your host, Robin Alexis. Visit my website, robinalexis.com. We'll be right back. crave freedom with joy in your life? Have you ever wished for a life of ease in your mind, body, and soul? Giving and receiving love, Joy Air is a certified emotion code and body code practitioner, and she's accepting new clients now. Call her at 360-582-6595 to find out more about her work and to schedule your appointment. Experience freedom with joy. Call her at 360 360- 582-6595 now. She is amazing. This is Robin Alexis, and I am very, very excited to share with you my new book, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. It's a book about choosing love. There's 21 inspiring stories by different authors, including myself. The book can be found at Amazon.com. That's Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. Join Mystic Radio for Past Lives, People, and Pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. Welcome to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis. My name is CJ Obrey, and I am the guest for today, but we have a rather unique situation here. Robin has a smoke inhalation injury to her throat, and so she is not able to speak. But because we had this interview scheduled before the injury, we wanted to try to go ahead and get this episode recorded so that we could air it on schedule for you. And what that looks like from this side is that Robin has sent me the questions she wanted to ask in writing, and I will take those and respond to them like I would if we were able to interact with her speaking. 
So it may seem a little bit out of the norm for a podcast, but we're going to give it a try. And we hope that you will hear something that's meaningful to you. By way of introduction, I am Robin's editor for her two books, uh, Spirit Lady, The Gift of Robin's Song, and the second book is Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. And I've worked with Robin extensively and intensively on both of these books so that she was able to get them into the right condition to make them publishable and to make her feel that she was conveying the messages that she wants to share with the world. So that is my connection to Robin. And I've been an editor and a ghostwriter and a writing coach for many years. I focus on helping people with memoirs and and biographical novels and other literary forms. Um, but as Robin and I got better acquainted, um, we started sharing our own stories with each other. And she has asked me here to share with you some of my experiences about growing up in a Mormon family and especially with my parents and my father in particular. My father was a very, I think you could call him a very traditional Mormon man in many ways. Um, he, he always lived according to a code that he felt would be in line with his beliefs and that would be pleasing to God. And that meant our family existed under a certain set of rules and expectations. And he did the best he could with what he knew. And over time, um, I watched as he and my mother both evolved in their own lives together and separately and in their own beliefs. And over, over the years of my childhood, that meant a, a sort of differentiation for me from them which is pretty normal for, for kids, especially teenagers, to go through. Um, and then I married at what seemed like an old age for, for young Mormon women of my generation. I was 20. And uh, for many years, I lived far away from my family and had minimal contact with my parents. And even though that seemed like a normal thing, to, you know, to be going from the family home to the marital home and stepping away from the family of origin, it was also a, a big loss because it meant that I was physically and spiritually distant from my family. And that didn't really change until after I was divorced a couple of decades later. And I was able to reconnect with my parents and we were able to get to know each other with all of us as adults, having been through the kind of ups and downs that life throws at us. And it was only then really that I understood the magnitude of the loss of having been separated from my family, even though it was mostly what I thought was voluntary at the time, but I was very fortunate, I believe, 
to have been given that second chance to reconnect with my parents and learn to understand who they were as individuals and, and learn from them as an adult where I was able to observe them and see how they handled the conflicts within their own life because that watching, that observation allowed me to come to grips with a lot of the things I was facing myself at the time. I mean, this all sounds very somber, but um, the time I spent with my parents, especially the last couple of years before my dad passed away in 2006, those times were filled with a lot of joy and interaction and fun, really. I was able to visit them for extended periods a couple of times after they moved into a senior community. And we just enjoyed each other and it was beautiful. And when we come back from break, I will share with you some of the last moments I spent with my father before he died. Crave freedom with joy in your life? Have you ever wished for a life of ease in your mind, body, and soul? Giving and receiving love, Joy Air is a certified emotion code and body code practitioner, and she's accepting new clients now. Call her at 360-582-6595 to find out more about her work and to schedule your appointment. Experience freedom with joy. Call her at 360 360- 582-6595 now. She is amazing. This is Robin Alexis, and I am very, very excited to share with you my new book, Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. It's a book about choosing love. There's 21 inspiring stories by different authors, including myself. The book can be found at Amazon.com. That's Raising Humanity, Why We All Must Remember. Join Mystic Radio for Past Lives, People, and Pets every Wednesday at 12 noon on KKNW 1150 AM. Every Wednesday, you can call into Mystic Radio for a past life reading or a spiritual healing for you and your pets. Robert Alexis is an exceptionally talented intuitive who's identified hundreds of people's past lives. Nels Rasmussen is a renowned spiritual energy balancer who is adept at remote healing for you and your pets. Join us Wednesdays at 12 noon for Mystic Radio on KKNW, 1150 AM. This is an excerpt from my latest book, which will be published early next year. All uh, things lining up as hopes. So I'll just proceed then. It, um, by way of background, it's, it's a narrative about my experience as my father was in the ICU during his last illness. Mom led the way to dad's ICU room and stepped through the open sliding glass door. Christopher tugged on my shirt sleeve, so I held back. Yeah? He stepped close to me and said in a very quiet voice, I'm not sure what to do here. 
I took his hand in mine and covered his with my other hand in a private hand hug that no one around us could see. That's okay, this is new for me too. We're here because grandpa asked us to come and so did grandma. I think if we focus on finding out what they want and need and doing what we can do to make sure they get whatever that is, then everything else will work out. That helps. Okay, ready to go in? Not really. Right. I took a deep breath. I watched Christopher do the same thing. We entered the room together. Mom had stepped around to the far wall and was standing by a large window that looked out over the hospital parking garage. She saw us come in and smiled, but didn't say anything. I cleared my throat just enough to be audible above the humming machines. Eight heads turned to see who had dared to make noise, and eight pairs of eyes stared like deer in headlights at Christopher and me as we carefully made our way into the only empty space up near the head of the bed. Dad's eyes were closed. I thought at first he must be asleep, but he seemed to sense a shift in the environment because he opened his eyes and grinned. He tried to talk, but what came out was a squeak. He was on a ventilator. Talking wasn't an option, but he had figured out, because he had a mischievous streak, how to get the vent tube to work like a harmonica. And he started huffing and blowing around the tube to make the thing toot like a kazoo. I couldn't help it. I laughed. Christopher laughed. Mom laughed. Dad laughed. And he made more toots and squeaks until the ICU nurses came running because they were afraid he was having some kind of an attack. Nobody else laughed. The duty nurse looked very, very concerned when she stepped into the doorway. Is everything all right in here? Please let me through. Chris and I stepped back so she could pass. Mr. Provence, are you in distress? What's happening? Why are you making those sounds? He was still laughing, and every giggle made another toot. Oh, dear. I don't think we can have you doing that. It sets off alarms on the machines, and we have to come check to make sure you're okay whenever an alarm goes off. She looked around the room with a scowl on her face. What are you all doing in here? This is the ICU. My brother said we were just leaving. He put his hand on his wife's shoulder and said, let's go. We can come back another time when it's not so busy. He didn't even make eye contact with me. Didn't say hello to Christopher. No niceties. They were out the door in a matter of seconds. Renee immediately followed suit. Come on, girls. We need to let Grandpa get some rest. She aimed for the door with Belle and Bettina on her heels. Bessie dodged her mother's grip and hustled over to give Christopher a quick hug. And then she was out the door, too. That left me, Christopher, and my mom alone in the room with my dad. He reached out his hand, the one that wasn't hooked up to machines in three different ways, to invite me to come closer. I stepped back to the bedside and took his hand. Hey, Daddy, are we allowed to give you hugs? He gripped my hand more tightly and pulled me closer. That was all the encouragement I needed. I bent down, pressed my cheek to his, and wrapped my arms around his shoulders in a gentle but firm embrace. He reached out his free hand to motion to Christopher to come close. I stepped back to make space. Chris took Dad's hand and was immediately pulled into an impressive reclining bear hug. My dad had tears in his eyes. The smile on his face told me how happy he was to see my boy. They held each other for a long time. And when Chris stood up, he still kept hold of dad's hand and stayed at his side. 
Mom left her spot by the window and stepped up to the other side of the bed. She placed a hand on dad's cheek and he turned his head to smile at her. It's a moment I wish I had a photograph of, but it's also engraved in my memory, only without the ventilator hose and the noisy machines. Even in his most fragile moment, my dad found joy. Too soon, a hospital orderly entered the room and said, I'm here to take you to the OR. Are you ready? Dad nodded, then changed his mind and shook his, his head, holding up one finger to signal, wait a moment. The orderly stepped back. Dad beckoned me with his hand again. I stepped back up to the bedside next to Christopher. Dad held out his hand to mom and she stepped up on the other side. He took our three hands, stacked them all together, pressed them gently between his own and then pressed each of our hands to his own cheek before releasing them. The back of my own hand was wet with his tears and I realized that I was crying. We all were. The orderly stepped up to get the bed ready to move. Mom leaned down and gave dad a kiss on his forehead. Then we all stepped back. As the bed pivoted around, dad raised his free hand and waved to us all. Why did it feel like we were saying goodbye at a train station or an airport? With the bed gone, the room suddenly felt cavernous. Mom claimed a straight-backed chair against the window wall again. Chris and I remained standing. Now what? We wait, I guess. The doctor said he didn't know how long this surgery would take because they needed to find the problem first. Right, but it's not likely to be quick. I'm guessing not. Mom's voice betrayed her fatigue, even though she was somehow managing to keep a relatively calm face. When did you last sleep, Mom? I'm not sure anymore. A couple of days ago, I think. Would you like to go home for a bit and take a nap? I could stay here. An hour later, I was still in Dad's ICU room waiting. The nurse stepped in. Your dad is out of surgery. He's in recovery now. Hopefully, he'll be awake before too long and they'll bring him back in here. Oh, that's good news. Do you know how he did? I don't really have any details. The doctor should be along shortly to fill you in. I lost track of time. I may have dozed off as I was waiting, but it seemed like only a few moments later when the same orderly who had wheeled dad out of the room was back, pushing dad's bed back into its position along the wall and reattaching all the hoses and power cords. I startled back to something like alertness. Dad was in his bed just like before, only his eyes were closed. He was still on the ventilator, his chest rising and falling like it would if he were breathing on his own. It's good to see you here, the orderly said. Our patients seem to do better when they have family in the room with them. That makes sense to me. I would hate to be in the, alone in the ICU, wouldn't you? I feel sorry for people who don't have loved ones nearby to support them. I agree. He's lucky to have you. Thank you for taking good care of him. We're all grateful. The orderly nodded, did one last check to be sure everything was running properly, and stepped out. I stood and stepped over to the bedside. Hi, Dad. I'm here. Mom and Christopher are back at your apartment. I'll call them in a minute to let them know you're here with me. Dad's free hand was resting on top of his blanket. I carefully slid my own hand into his and gave his fingers a gentle squeeze. He squeezed mine back. He was so still otherwise that I hadn't been expecting anything. But that tiny interaction was everything. My heart leapt with joy. Oh, gosh. Hi, 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 hi. Shall I keep talking with you? Another squeeze from him. Ha! 
okay, I'd love it if you could talk back, but this will work. I'll ask yes, no questions. And if your answer is yes, then just give me another squeeze, okay? If it's no, then don't do anything, okay? Yet another squeeze. This wasn't a fluke. He was actively, intentionally communicating with me. The room was quiet except for the machines until I heard a voice that very clearly said, sing. I was so surprised that without thinking, I said, what? The voice spoke again, sing. It was my dad's voice. But how could that be? Dad, is that you talking to me in my head? He squeezed my hand and held it tight. Oh, I couldn't help it. I gasped. Okay, what shall I sing? I was flipping through possibilities in my head. Come, come ye saints. No. Huh, okay. About love one another. No. A dream of genie with the light brown hair? No. I could have sworn I heard chuckling and it made me laugh out loud. The sound of my own laughter startled me again. Dad laughed in my head. Maybe later. He was joking with me telepathically. This was all so new and unexpected. I started giggling. So are you going to make me guess or do you just want to tell me which song you want? He squeezed my hand again, and then I heard, Abide With Me. Got it. I should have been able to guess that one. Abide With Me had long been his end-of-the-evening song request. When I was living at home, I would often play the piano after dinner, and he would come listen and request his favorite songs. When he requested Abide With Me, I knew he was ready to retire for the night. He always wanted all the verses. I started to sing quietly. I wasn't used to singing anymore. 25 years of being criticized by the ex for singing without his authorization had killed my spontaneity. I was a bit shy. Dad squeezed my hand and I heard, please keep singing. I continued and felt gradually more confident as I went along until I got to the line, wear graves, thy victory. I nearly choked on the word grave. I had to ask, Dad, are you trying to tell me something? Yes. Does this mean what it seems to mean? Yes. Is it time? Yes. My body is done. It can't keep going. But the doctors, some things can't be fixed. Now that you know we can communicate like this, we can keep talking, even after my body is cold. Oh. Oh. If you want to, I mean. Yes, absolutely. Does mom know? She does. Does anyone else know? No, you're the only one besides your mother who seems to be able to hear me like this. I'm so glad I can hear you. This is just like talking with my guardian angel, only better. Yeah, about that. What about it? Don't be surprised if there's a shift change or two coming up. You seem to need round-the-clock attendance. I heard another chuckle. Are you saying that I wear out my keepers? I was laughing again. We all need to rest sometimes, eh? Got it. Thanks for the heads up. Are you sure you have to leave now? I don't want you to go, but I understand broken bodies. It will take a little bit of time, enough time so your siblings can come say goodbye if they want to. You don't need to tell them about this. Let the doctors do their jobs. That's who the other kids feel comfortable communicating with. But I will be here, never far away. So talk to me whenever you want to, and I will hear you. I will, I promise. I will never stop talking to you. If I talk too much, you can tell me to hush. You can't talk too much. Don't worry about that. 
We have all the time we need now. Sing some more, please. Never stop singing. I was crying again, except for my laughter and my singing. The last half of that conversation with my dad had taken place silently. Anyone walking past the room would have thought I was simply holding dad's hand and crying at his bedside. So there you have it. Um, that excerpt is from a forthcoming book, a novel that I'm writing that's based on my life. And as you might guess, a lot of it is true. And I'm so glad to have the opportunity to share this with you. It's not something I've shared with very many people before now. Um, but Robin has provided a wonderful platform here for people to share the hard and beautiful things about their lives. And, and one of the hardest things I've ever gone through was losing my father and then losing my mother. But working with Robin has helped me to find a way to reconnect with them spiritually. And what I didn't understand for a long time was that this interaction with my dad was very much not just my imagination. And it has let me reconnect with both of my parents and continue to grow in understanding about who they are and how being their daughter <clears throat> has impacted my life. And I'm very grateful for that. I hope what you've heard here today helps you to find ways to reconnect with the important people in your life. The previous program, Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis, was produced by Eric Ryder and was brought to you by Freedom with Joy. I do invite you to subscribe to Sharing Love and Loss with Robin Alexis wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.